0: Welcome to a special edition of Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's such a pleasure today to be here with three individuals who are so knowledgeable, experts in their fields. And we're going to be talking about the proposed Community Benefit Improvement District and what that is and what that means for uh State Street, downtown Santa Barbara, a couple streets next to State Street, and how this is going to play out for uh, the community, for businesses, and Sort of tackle all those important things that we all care about in the future of downtown. I'm here with Peter Lewis, Francois DeJean, and Trevor Large. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show and talk about this really important topic. Um, let's dive right in and, um, I'll leave it up to you who wants to go first, but what is the Community Benefit Improvement District? Uh, Somebody can give me an outline, give our audience an outline, and, you know, what is it, what will it do, and how is it going to benefit downtown?
1: Uh, Well, I'll jump in on that then. Um, So, I uh, helped uh, co-chair this effort when the chamber and the downtown organization approached several business owners and property owners downtown to um, see if we couldn't augment what is the current bid downtown of uh, $250,000 that currently is used to supplement services in our commercial district downtown. So, uh, you know, this was something new to me. And as as the chamber and the downtown organization informed me and, and hired a consultant by the name of, of um, City America that um, does, form, sole job is, um, and efforts are to form these around the country, including dozens in California. And um, so the committee of, uh, of individuals that are interested in this and property owners uh, was formed. And in the last two years, we, we uh, hired City of America to come up with a plan for us And uh, in that plan represents a almost a tenfold increase in the budget that the downtown would have to supplement services that um, over the existing services in downtown. And this primarily is an effort to vastly improve cleanliness and safety uh, downtown and just make it more inviting for all businesses and uh, property owners. So, That's essentially what the CBID did is it's a um, uh, comes under a special uh, uh, law that allows these to be formed and allows them to have their own governance. So the property owners will be able to um, uh, set up a board nonprofit that handles this and administrates these efforts to create the supplemental services. So I hope that's helpful, but it's it's basically a special assessment that is imposed on the very people that are being assessed. So, uh, and it's a short, it's, it's a five-year commitment, which is also really nice because it allows us to, to not have this, um, uh, you know, limited, it's limited to, to ensure that we are successful and if we're not, we abandon it. But um, at any rate, that's, that's really what the effort uh, effort is all
0: about. So okay. these are property owners who would be assessed. These are not businesses. These are the property owners, correct? And and so we know that there's a lot of different types of property owners on State Street. Peter, you know, you're one of the the most well-known, better, prominent, respected property owners downtown. What are some of the challenges here of this of this seabed? What is it that you want? Property owners to know and 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 consider when considering whether to assume there's going to be a vote coming up on this.
1: Well, um, so the important part of it is that I think it's really critical that property owners um, we all understand there seems to be a general consensus that downtown needs more investment, and so then it really becomes as to how how we raise those funds and who's responsible for um, distributing those funds and how are they used? So uh, the CBID is, has to receive a majority vote from the people that are being assessed. And all, and the, the people that are being assessed is all property owners, it's private and public. So the city and the county also have a stake and a vote in this issue. And our current effort is to get a uh, petition signed that are significant enough that allow the city council to bring it to a a ballot measure. Mm -hmm. So if we can get 25% of the um, current property owners to sign on to um, request the city to bring this to a ballot, at that point, the ballots go out to all property owners, public and private, they vote, and it has to pass with 51% of the ballots turned in. Okay. So we have had struggled with getting this out and, and informing property owners as to a the benefits to the timelines and um, what those budgets will be used for, et cetera. So this was part of our effort for the outreach.
2: Right. And Josh, as I had mentioned earlier before we got on, I was involved with the Coast Village Road bid that was successfully passed and that was uh not only a very in my mind a very successful outcome we had far more than a majority vote that supported it but we only had 50 property owners over there that we had to reach out to so it was a much easier um process you know here we have um you know well in excess obviously of uh, a few a couple hundred that are in the district i'm not sure the exact number but um, and we were raising about a $300,000 assessment over on Coast Village Road, and this is about 10 times that. Um, so we're trying, to get every, we're trying to get the word out. We're trying to get the support from the property owners. It's not just retail owners. It's also office building owners and condo uh, owners that are all in the district around State Street. And I can tell you from firsthand experience over at Coast Village Road, You know, we we did it because we wanted to see Coast Village Road, you know, cleaner, safer, better landscaping, better lighting. Um, I was also on the board previous to the CBID, and every year we would have to pass the can to get decoration money for the holidays. And now the CBID being in place, uh, I don't know if any of you visited Coast Village Road during the holidays, but it was fantastic. You know, there were lights up everywhere. They did... Uh, a tree lighting ceremony. They did caroling. It it really was special. And I think when we were doing the CBIT over on Coast Village Road, we were all hopeful that it would translate into doing something down on State Street because, frankly, State Street is even more uh, challenged than Coast Village Road. And we've been seeing that as many retailers have left State Street have actually gone to coast village road have gone to the funk zone have gone to the public market area and have left state street kind of devoid of energy and excitement and we're truly hoping that the seabid will allow the owners to reinvest in their own area and actually revitalize our downtown core you know and if you really think about it very simply you know state street is the spine of our community okay from a commercial standpoint and San Diego is the heart of our commercial area. And to be, to be totally candid, both of those are broken. And until we fix that, um, we're gonna struggle downtown. And the city has its hands full with, with budgets, constraints, and other limits. And all the people down there at the city are good people and they're trying to do what they can, but they're hampered by their, by their process and their budgets. And, you know, getting the C-bid passed will allow the owners, frankly, hand, take a lot of this into their own hands and manage the money and try to get this place jump-started back to the way it used to be. That's how I feel about
0: it. Yeah. Uh,
3: Josh, sorry. Go ahead, there. Trevor. Go ahead. I, yes. I'd love to add on to that because, um, obviously, I agree with both what Peter and Francois have said. But, um, you know, I, I think whether they're accurate or not, there are some – public um, perceptions about the landowners and the property owners on state street. And I think to a certain extent uh, you'll hear things like, well, you know, there's all these property owners and they all speak with a different voice or you may hear, oh, there's absentee landlords, you know, those types of things. I think the CBIT is a direct response to that in a way that property owners um, have and can step up and say, look, we're going to speak with a unified voice about um, what's going to happen on State Street. And this CBED is an opportunity for us to not only speak to the community, but to the city um, through one board who can make decisions and help improve um, the overall community on State Street. And also, um, I think it addresses some of the public issues or public complaints about the quote-unquote absentee landlord issue. I mean, this is People who are deciding to tax themselves um, to make their community better. And I think it's important to recognize that they are directly putting um, their own dollars um, on the line here um, to help make State Street a better place.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, great. Francois, let me, let me ask you, as a commercial real estate broker, um, obviously, if you walk on State Street, there are many vacant storefronts. And uh, Trevor just mentioned this sort of perception about absentee landlord so what are some of the 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 real sort of facts about the situation uh do we have vacant storefronts because it's difficult to lease uh these larger spaces is it because we have some property owners who who are vacant and who are absent and there may not be a financial incentive Uh, can you just talk a little bit about sort of that true facts of what's happening downtown and what people see if this passes, if this is approved, how this could could change much of that
2: yeah, I've never bought into this absentee owner um, theory um, there may be a couple of owners that own buildings free and clear that aren't overly motivated to do things, but I can I can tell you that people don't like leaving their buildings vacant, okay it's it's a there's an economic reason, there's a perception reason, there's a safety. Security reason, you know, when owners leave buildings vacant, Josh, their insurance go up. You know, so I'm not, I'm not buying that we have an absentee owner issue. The issue we have is State Street is devoid of life in many parts of it. If you go into the seven, eight hundred, nine hundred blocks of State Street, and maybe even down to the four hundred block, um, you know, there is very, it doesn't feel right. Okay. And, and owners are trying to rent their space. Right now, we have about 14% of our storefronts are vacant. That's been about the same for the last three years, okay? I have, I have an owner that owns the former, former Starbucks building at the corner of De La Guerra and State Street, which used to be probably the best location in State Street. And guess what? We can't rent it. Is it because he doesn't want to rent it? I can assure you that's not the case. If he wants to rent it. We're marketing it. We can't get tenants to commit to that space because of the unknown of what's going to happen to the future of State Street. What's going to happen to the mall? What's going to happen with the homeless issue? You know What's going to happen with the cleanliness issue? You know So all these things are on retailers' minds. And I can tell you right now, if State Street felt better Retailers would follow Josh. It's not, this is not an absentee owner issue. I don't believe that for a second.
0: Okay, great. So, what are some of the the challenges uh, to this? I would imagine there could be some property owners who would say, well, doesn't the downtown association already provide these services? The city provides funding. Can you maybe talk a little bit about um, what's happening now and what additional things would happen if this were to go into effect.
2: Peter, you want to jump on that one?
1: Sure. So um, essentially the current uh, budget is $250,000, right? That the the current bid is supplying the downtown organization, which does some placemaking and marketing and um, coordination with the city. But um, so this current Seabed uh, District, which is going to go from the 300 block all all up to the 1400 block, um, is um, and and goes over to Anna, uh, Anna Kappa and Chapala. Um, so it, it's not just State Street, but the budget for that's going to be right around two million dollars. Hmm. So um, you know it's eight. I, I, to correct myself, it's eight times the current budget. Originally it was. It was a $3 million effort, but we, we've um, decided that the, there wasn't enough support in the funk zone. So the funk zone district was uh, dropped as part of the district. So essentially, um, the, the way the law works is that cities have to maintain current services going forward. So the city's budgets can't be reduced just because a CBIT is formed. So whatever efforts and money that they are uh, providing for downtown will not be reduced as a result of the formation of a bid. So we have $2 million of funding, which is 1.75 more than we currently have running through the DO to um, supplement our uh, efforts downtown. And primarily most of it's going, about two thirds of it is going to be for clean and safe um, efforts. And as Franz pointed out, that is just so critical to, um, to the functionality and, and uh, attraction of, of a marketplace. Um, so um, only 14% will, will uh, or 15% will go to admin on it, and because we'll have to hire an executive director of it that will report to the nonprofit board.
2: I think, well, to take it a step further. I think sure. it's fair to say that whatever's happening right now is not acceptable. Okay. You can see that by the vacancies. You can see that by the public outcry about trying to make State Street better. And this is like definitely a way to get funding that is not there from the city to get State Street back on track. I mean, if, if anyone thinks for a second that State Street is better today than it was 10 years or 20 years ago, Um, I I just, I'm not sure what they're looking at. Um, It is, it is declined. Uh, Retailer, a lot of retailers have left. I get calls from retailers that want to move to Coast Village Road because they can't stand the State Street issues that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. I hate to say that. Um, We've already seen one of our main office tenants, Sonos, leave downtown. That was a heartbreak. I mean, that was a tenant that said they would never leave downtown, Josh, and they did. And until we come to grips with why and we come to grips with what effect that has on all the retailers around them, you know, we're we're fooling ourselves, in my opinion. So,
0: What is, yeah, that's, thank you for saying that. That's, you know, um, really important to to, to just get out there. What is the assessment? Uh, Is it a percentage of, square footage of the, the property you own, or I don't know how much into the weeds you want to go here, but uh, you know, what what would the cost be to an individual property owner, if you could simplify it for us?
3: Yeah, I can hit that pretty yeah. quickly. Um, there are five factors that, are, that go into uh, how that's assessed. Um, there's linear frontage, which is kind of all sides of the parcel. Um, there's square footage of the lot, and then there's square footage of the building. Um, When it comes to residential, that's at a slightly lower um, rate than um, the businesses as well as uh, the public entities that are in the district also are at a slightly um, lower rate as well. But those are the factors um, that go into how a specific property is assessed and each one obviously is individual.
1: When I hear the three of
0: you talk, it's, sorry, Peter, did you want to say something?
1: Well, I was just going to elaborate on that. Each property owner received in the mail uh, a breakdown of what they would be assessed and how, how that computation was made.
0: Okay. So, so they know when I hear the three of you talk, it sounds as though this is a a win-win that this is all a very good thing for the business, for the locals, for the tourists, for anyone downtown, um, is it just a matter of uh, public outreach, just making sure the property owners know uh, this is happening, or uh, wh- why would anybody sort of uh, not be for this, I guess, uh, is the question.
2: Well, I think generally people are suspect of getting more taxed, Josh. I mean, right? Yeah. If we, like, let's be honest with each other. So, I mean, you know, who wants to pay more tax? We're burning tax to death in California. However, I will tell you that if we do not make this investment, this is an investment, and it's a good investment. Um, Our state street will continue to decline, and it'll look the way it does. It's not going to change. And if we all want to make this community better um, and we want to have more vibrant downtown, this is sure one heck of a vehicle to do so.
0: Okay, and uh, and, and Trevor, just to give you a second to talk. Uh, you uh, you're sort of uh, representing uh, the Santa Barbara South Coast Chamber of Commerce, and this is also uh, you know partnership with the downtown organization. Uh, the business community is very much behind this. It sounds like so. Can you talk a little bit about from the business owner perspective and and why this is so important?
3: Thank you. Sure. and Well, Francois has hit it on the head already. I mean, <clears throat> this is all about creating, um, I think, a new vitality um, for State Street that's currently lacking. Um, you know, there are certain things that we uh, as, as the business community can control. Um, what we can't control, for example, is what's going to happen um, with Pasea Nuevo. That's going to shake out between the city and, and the property owners there. Right. But what we can do is make ourselves more attractive to both locals and those coming from outside our community who are going to be spending time on State Street. Um, You know, Peter talked, excuse me, Peter talked about um, the types of things that um, this CBID is going to be focused on, but I think it's important. You know, he mentioned that two-thirds of the funds um, are going to be used for sort of clean and safe. That's that's a mandate that's required by the enabling um, paperwork for this CBIT. So the business community sees that as a tremendous opportunity to say these are actual funds. It's not some board that's going to come in and make different decisions. I mean, by and large, they are going to be required to spend two thirds of that um, two million dollars on safety, cleanliness, beautification and maintenance. We believe, as a community, um, that if we do those things and do them well, um, the community is going to start embracing State Street again. Um, and we're going to see more bodies walking up and down the street. Um, and really, that is, that is the number one goal, is just to allow the community to feel comfortable and welcome um, on State Street. And right now, I don't know that that's the case. And so we, um, both in the business community, but also, you know, those of us that are involved in the CBID want to change that conversation and we want to have control over the process. And I think a lot of the business community feels like maybe they don't have control and things are being left up to the city. And I do think the city's trying to do the right thing, but, you know, the wheels of government don't exactly turn quickly. And so this is an opportunity for us to take more control Um, and make changes a little more quickly um, based on what our own needs are.
0: Okay. Well, let's go back to Peter as we kind of wrap up here. Uh, Peter, what are the next steps? You touched on it at the beginning. So for these property owners who are watching this, for the general public who's interested in what's going to happen here, what is the process? What are the next steps? What's the timeline?
1: So um, good question. So as I explained, uh, mentioned earlier petitions have been out since july actually that uh numerized exactly what the property owner would be assessed asked for their support to sign the petition to send it in Currently, we have 20 percent of uh those petitions turned in in support of forming this we need to get to 25 percent um support in order to get it to to the city council for discussion and uh, hopefully uh, approval to uh, start the initiate ballots so we um, we are on a final push to get to our 25 percent so that we can push this forward to the city council um, uh, deliberation and um, and a ballot effort so um, this month is critical for us we do have one more public meeting on February 21st that's at at um, the Community Environmental Hub that recently opened downtown on State Street at uh, 1219 State, and that's going to be uh, 530 to 730 on the 21st of, um, of this month. Um, for any property owners that want to come and, 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 uh, and ask questions or learn more. Um, so this is our final push to get this thing to the, our um, support level that we can get it in front of the City Council. And... Um, uh, assuming we are successful at that, the city council then um, put it on their um, calendar to be discussed and, and voted. And if they move it forward, then, then ballots would be actually um, issued and sent out to all property owners. And at that point, the property owners um, would either you know vote in favor or not and submit their ballots.
0: And what percentage do you need of that vote to pass?
1: We need fifty-one percent of all ballots submitted.
0: Okay, and I assume there's timelines here. If you if you started this at some point, you have a time limit. What's that about?
1: Well, um, yeah, there's the time limit starts when the bid is formed, the five year time. So. Right now we have um, the budgets prepared on the assumption that we would now get this C-bid formed for the following tax calendar year. And um, so the um, the council would have to take up, if we can get to the 25%, they take the matter to for consideration to the council itself. They'd have to vote on that so, and get it um move forward this spring would be our hope relatively soon. And, um, and then if we get the ballots out, we'd have a couple of months to get those in um, based off of the, we have to follow certain um, timelines, which I'm, I'm not sure. I I know exactly what those are, but it's going to be a couple of months to get the ballots out and counted and um, certified it. And if it got approved, then it would, it would, the, the um, money is actually raised through the property tax assessments, so it comes through on on your tax bills.
3: Okay. And Josh, the important the important deadline is is the end of this month um, for us getting the ballots um, submitted from property owners. So so if there are property owners out there that are on the fence or need more information, now's the time um, because we've got uh, you know the rest of this month um, to to get this done so we can get it in front of the city council. Yep, okay. And, you know,
1: one, one last thing too, Josh, and I'd like to mention it to me that Trevor kind of pointed on um, that's so important as, in my view, and I think a lot of property owners I've heard say this, the key is that it gives us control of, of current problems that the city, uh, and, and has made significant improvements downtown, but for instance, any alcove that is private property, kind of goes into this diffusion of responsibility. And so if you have somebody that's creating a, a public nuisance in an alcove, the city's not gonna manage that. They leave it up to the property owner. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about a CBID is we'd end up with a, uh, a board that has responsibility and communication with all these private property owners and the ability to get security in there, get services for the homeless, basically uh, provide a, a vehicle to facilitate problem solving in mm-hmm. and and a holistic approach. Currently, that just does not exist. And that's probably our single biggest problem relative to clean and safe, mm-hmm. is there are these little holes all throughout the district that are um, unmanaged,
0: yeah, these alleys, alcoves, um, these little nooks that, uh, yeah, need more attention. So, yeah, okay. Well, uh Peter Lewis, Francois Dejon, Trevor Large, I really appreciate you taking the time to outline the importance of the seabed and the whole steps. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot. Good luck to you all. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again on this topic.
1: Thanks, thanks
0: Thank you.